social media is an addiction and it is so widespread of an addiction that we have a hard time viewing it as an addiction. But on this episode, I want to ask some tough questions and challenge your heart because you guys asked for more hard hitting episodes and I love giving those to you. So the question is, and this is also a question that you'll hear on my other episode, episode seven, six ways your phone is changing you. Are you looking at your phone more than you look into the eyes of your husband or children? You guys, social media is all consuming and we often spend more time scrolling through the lives of people we've never met more than we invest in the lives of the people most important to us or closest to us. On today's episode, I am asking those questions to challenge that addiction and to challenge your heart behind all of what you do on social media and including regular phone usage as well. So I'm talking about over editing photos, investing in online relationships more than real life relationships, setting aside your time with Jesus for time with your phone and so much more. And I'm sharing practical wisdom on breaking these habits and always, of course, with a biblical perspective. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And once you have finished, I encourage you to listen to the other one, which is one of my most downloaded episodes of all time, episode seven, Six Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Also, if you guys haven't subscribed yet or shared with a friend or family member, it would be such an honor if you would do so. Uh, maybe a little birthday present. <laughs> my birthday is coming up on December 28th, and that would be awesome. My social media manager actually posted something like that the other day on my Instagram stories at Living Easy with Lindsay, and it was so sweet, but it really would actually actually be a wonderful present if you guys would go on iTunes and rate and review the podcast and share with one friend or family member that you think would enjoy this. It means so, so much. Even those small shares and actions make a huge difference. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to let me know your feedback. And I also have lists and lists of content from you guys that I'm really excited to record on relationships and real life and all the things. So let's dive into today's episode. We were never promised that life would be easy, but when we do it together, it becomes much easier. I genuinely believe that we have to be intentional about creating a joyful life. I believe in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. But those things require deep, holy heart work. I am passionate when it comes to sharing vulnerably about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I am passionate about sharing practical wisdom that has helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. On the Living Easy Podcast, you'll hear honest insight with a biblical foundation to help you become best friends with your spouse again, to love your motherhood so much that you don't need wine or even coffee to get through the day and to find hope in the very real trials and pain that we face moment to moment. I want to challenge you every Monday to live life with purpose, to choose joy, and to honor God with all that you do. Are you ready to fight hard for that sweet, abundant life? If so, I would love to do it together. So grab a cup of coffee and join me every Monday. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hello, wonderful friends. This is Lindsay. 
I figured I would hop on and just share some thoughts with you that I've been having about social media. So many of you may know that my hobby of lifestyle blogging turned into a business and a ministry, and it has been one of the greatest blessings in my life. But there, of course, have been a lot of things that have come with it, some really, really hard and a lot of really, really sweet. But I know that we cannot turn our heads from social media and the beasts that come along with it. We can't pretend that it doesn't affect our children and the lives that they live. And we can't pretend that it doesn't affect us and our souls and the way that we view life and our homes and our marriages and our jobs and our contentment. And so those are some things that I want to talk about today is just how to be wise with social media, how to properly use social media, how to exemplify the proper use of social media for your children, and how to be fully aware of everything that's going on with it in the sense of impacting our hearts and our lives. So as many of you may know, I have a blog called Sparrows and Lily, and it is ministry-based. And to be honest with you guys, I have not received a lot of negative comments. I do think of one when I talk about negative comments. We did a podcast on this as well, but originally I wrote a post called Don't Go House to House for the Holidays. And one woman wrote me and said her daughter-in-law was a horrible person and that I just gave her even more reason not to go to their house. So thank you so much for ruining my family. And that's a quote. So that was a little rough. And I think I've learned to just allow them to slide off my shoulders a little bit. But I know on Facebook, I see so much negativity. We see so much hatred. And I think it's made worse by people genuinely trying to share their hearts, but just on the wrong platform and in the wrong way. And this is my encouragement to you. I want to start by saying... We need to honor the Lord with our conversations. So whether it's negative comments that we're sending to people because we disagree with them, and we may even interpret negative as bold and truthful, right? I think that there is a place to stand up for what we believe in. But to be honest with you, I think Facebook is not that place. I believe if you see a thread of people debating over something that is important to you, and you know someone in that thread, call that person, ask them to go to coffee, share your life with them and see where they're coming from. Don't have these conversations via a comment thread where the end result is you unfriending one another. I know we're passionate people. It is good to be passionate. It is good to be bold, especially with our faith. But if you find that it's becoming a cyclical argument and it's becoming harmful to the relationship or just as a whole, take a step back and ask yourself, what am I trying to do here? How am I showing the love of Christ? The calling on our lives is to love one another as we love ourselves. Would I speak to myself this way? Would I talk to my most dear friend this way? No, then let's step back, address those people in person and see where they're coming from. Love them, share life with them. In 1 Thessalonians 2.8, it says, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves. And another translation is, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Friends, open your homes, open your homes to people and allow them to share their life with you. If we only have Christian friends, or if we only have friends who agree with us, we're doing something wrong. 
our dinner table should be a place for conversation, a place for disagreement even in love. And our friends and our children can see this in our lives and see that we can disagree respectfully. We don't have to dislike people because they have a different perspective than us. God has given us the gospel and he himself said he did not come to heal the well, he came to heal the sick. So let us live our lives the same way. And on social media, let us be aware of the words that we speak. It's so cliche, but we need to just ask ourselves, would I say this to someone's face? And sometimes in the heat of the moment, you're like, well, yeah, of course I would do that. But truly, when you're thinking about it and you're saying, when I am living in the spirit, I'm allowing God to speak to me. I am being prayerful. Would I then say this to this person in this way? So just evaluate that. I think a lot of the time we are able to hide behind our screens. Are we trying to please God and honor Him with our words on both social media and in real life? So I actually did a teaching recently and I covered a lot of this information. One thing that I saw with so many people was the struggle to be seen on social media. And I have a blog and I will be the first to admit that it's been something that's really hard for me. I have moments when people stop me in public and I haven't put on makeup for the day. And I immediately start questioning myself and thinking, do they have a different opinion of me? Am I meeting their expectations? You know, so many thoughts. And realistically, what it comes down to is they don't care about how I look, I hope. (laughs) They care about my heart and what I'm sharing and my words and what God has shared through me. And that is what needs to be my focus. But a lot of the time when I'm posting pictures, I always overanalyze what I'm doing, what I'm saying, how I'm posting. And I've had to really seek the Lord on that and allow Him to humble me. And that's one of the reasons for those who follow me, that I've taken a step back a little bit. I don't post as often. And it's because I got caught up. I got exhausted. I felt so drained by the demand of it all that I had created myself. I think, yes, people respond to beautiful photos, but in the end, I have to do what is best for my relationship with Jesus. And if I'm getting so caught up in what people's opinions of my beauty are, then I need to step away and seek Him. And so I think this all comes to the filters, right, that we use. Friends, if we are editing ourselves, there are some apps out there that are insane. And you can lengthen your legs, you can widen your eyes, you can shrink your nose, you can enhance your boobs, you can do all of those things. How does it make you feel when you look at yourself in the mirror? Like I'm totally guilty of putting the pretty filter on Instagram. I get it. But I think when we're fully adjusting our bodies and our lips and the size of our hips, we need to really question, am I thankful for what God has given me? Am I thankful for the creation of my body that I am made in His image and I am enough? We have to stop morphing ourselves to fit this image that we want to be when it's not who you are. Like you guys, when you meet someone in person who looks literally nothing like their pictures, it's weird, right? It's really weird. Like, why don't you look anything like that? My husband and I were having a conversation about someone that he met and he said, I didn't even recognize him in person. I could not put two and two together. And I even went back to look at his photos and it looks nothing like him. 
And it was interesting to me that men do this too, but how can you not, right? The temptation is there when we want to morph ourselves. And of course, we're discontent with our bodies because we see women who have been not only Photoshopped, their skin has not only been Photoshopped, but their bodies and their faces have been completely changed. So I just want to encourage you that if you struggle with this, if you struggle with adding filter after filter because you're discontent with how you look, to just fight it. I have a friend, a beautiful friend, and I always told her, I so admire that you go on social media. She had a blog where you have no makeup on. You are a hot mess and you embrace it and you take it in. And I told her that's hard for me. If I'm honest, it's really hard for me because it's just something I've struggled with my whole life is feeling like I always need to be done up. And that comes from a lot of root issues that I'm sure one day we'll dive into. But ultimately, I want that for myself. And I want that for all of you. I want that joy in who you are and to not feel like you have to be something that you're not. And people know, you guys, people know when they see a picture, when it's been totally doctored. So let's stop fooling ourselves and trying to fool others and live truly to ourselves. And the biggest point of this is especially if you have daughters, what you will be teaching them because they're eventually going to see those pictures or they're going to see you, even if it's just for a brief second, editing those photos. And what are you telling them? What are you telling them about themselves? What are you telling them about how they look? How is this impacting them? We need to be fully, fully aware of that. And I think this very easily transitions into knowing our worth. And I saw a meme the other day and it said, you are enough. And to be totally honest with you guys, I'm so sick of hearing that. Like I, not in a mean way, but I'm so tired of reading that because it's so much more to that. Like we are not enough on our own. We prove that to ourselves every single day when we look in the mirror and feel completely discontent or when we sin against our husbands or yell at our children. We are not enough. We're not enough on our own. We cannot do this on our own. And there is a God out there who wants to know us, who wants to have a morning date with us. My sister-in-law taught this weekend and she shared the sweetest visual that I have probably heard in a really long time. She said, imagine in the morning that you're having a coffee date with Jesus. And it might sound a little cheesy, but hear me out. She said, imagine that just as a friend would do, or your husband, that he goes to a table, he sits, he brings some, she said, holy donuts and puts them on the table and he waits for you. And he's just waiting and waiting for you. And when you don't show up for that time with him, when you don't show up to know him in such a real way, and instead you spend time scrolling Instagram or morphing your face or comparing yourself to other women, you're missing out on him. You're missing out on that sweet, sweet time with him that grows you where it matters. It grows your heart. It makes you better and more beautiful and more like Jesus. And that is ultimately the goal. And so the foundation that we have to believe ourselves in order to instill it in our children is that your worth does not lie in the amount of likes that you get on a photo or the comments that you get on a photo or the validation that you receive through posting. And you guys, I think it's natural for us to think, oh, I don't struggle so much with that. But how many times have you gotten into an argument with your husband or had a hard day? And so you immediately go to the most recent picture that you posted to see how many likes. And it fills that little space in your heart a little bit, doesn't it? It fills you. It makes you feel good. Or that comment of someone saying, oh my gosh, you look amazing. 
whatever it might be, it fills us. And that should not be what's filling us. Yes, it's sweet to receive compliments, but if we are looking for validation through Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook, we are missing out on the only one who can give us permanent and true satisfaction and validation. So I just want to say, spend that time with the Lord. Allow your children to see you in God's word when you wake up in the morning, remaining faithful to him, having that coffee date, knowing he's waiting on you. He wants you. He eagerly and desperately desires time for you. Those memes on Instagram that tell you you are enough, they are lying. And when you try to self-satisfy and say, I'm enough, I can do this on my own, you will become exhausted. But God says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We need rest. We need to breathe. We need to stop looking over our shoulder at other people's lives. And again, social media is not a bad thing. It's been one of the greatest blessings of my life to have conversations with people all over the world and people who are willing to pour their heart out to me and share life. I love the sweetness that comes from that community. But we also have to be fully aware of how we are living our lives and what we are exemplifying to our children. So sometimes we just need rest. Sometimes we just need a break. Social media displays the root issues that are in our hearts. We are what we Instagram, right? We are what we tweet. And although we might think, oh no, it's just a portion. If we're continuously portraying something of our lives, that is who we are. We could even say from the outflow of the heart, a person Instagrams or a person tweets. Social media can bring about the best in our hearts as we celebrate what God is doing around the world and we minister to people and we share the gospel and we share scripture and we share encouragement but it can also reveal so much envy and pettiness and anger and bitterness. And we have to learn how to manage that. And how do we do that? We have to be wise with our time. It can be such a distraction to be on social media. It can be such a break from all of the things that we stress about and we think that it provides rest for our souls. But a lot of the time, you guys, it just creates more angst in our hearts because we want what we can't have. A lie that you may believe far too often, especially as a woman, is that you have to choose between your family and your dreams. But the Proverbs 31 woman defies that stereotype. She was both a mother and a businesswoman. She worked hard for her family and used the giftings that God had given her to provide for her home. She had both ambition and faith, and she was honored. Friends, if you have a gift, use it to make God's name known. Share your story, share your passions, share your life. I have spent the past five years relentlessly studying and implementing all things marketing, blogging, entrepreneurship, small business, and podcasting, while also being a stay-at-home mama of two boys. Now with over 6 million blog readers, over 600,000 total podcast downloads, and tens of thousands of social media followers, I'm able to make an income for my family. I feel so passionate about this business and helping others to pursue those dreams. And I want to share everything I've learned with you, whether you're a mom of five or a college student. Do you want to be a travel blogger? Would you love to share your voice and launch a podcast? I can help you. 
I'm so excited to be offering one-on-one personalized business coaching for anyone with a dream to share their story, create a ministry, or build a platform. During our two and a half hour coaching session, I'll customize everything specifically for you by looking over your website and social media to give honest and helpful feedback that will help you grow. I'll teach you how to use Pinterest to make money even if you don't have any followers, because if you're not using it yet, you're really missing out. And we'll talk all things Instagram, Facebook, branding, monetization, all in simple to understand terms. I will provide you with two free customizable media kits, a list of my 20 influencer websites that you can join right away to start collaborating with small and large brands, exclusive group board invites on Pinterest, and Facebook group invites to help get more eyes on your business right away. I always say she didn't do it better. She just did it. What is that one thing that you have always wanted to do, but you've never done? You will never succeed if you don't ever try, but you have a great chance at succeeding if you at least try. You don't ever want to live in regret. So if you are interested in this personalized coaching, just email livingeasypodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's livingeasypodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in this coaching and hearing about how I can help you specifically, I'll talk to you soon. So if you spend one hour a day on social media, which is actually a small amount for most people, you will then spend over two weeks of your year consuming digital content. So how is that stewarding our time wisely? And if it's a business for you, you have to take that into account. This is a business. This is my job. You separate your time appropriately and you portion that out. And that's fine. That's good. But if this is just something that we're consistently doing and our children are seeing us on our phones all the time, what is that doing? What is that doing in our home? What is that doing in our marriage? And I often like to ask the question, are you going to bed with your spouse or are you going to bed with your phone? Are you having dinner with your children, eye-to-eye contact, conversation, laughter, communication every single night that you can? Or are you staring down at technology and allowing that precious time to be stolen? You guys, our time is so precious. Our time on this earth and the purpose of our lives is not to be made much of and to make much of ourselves. The purpose of our lives is the great commission. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. The purpose of your life is to make disciples, to make much of God and to make His name known, and to love others as you love yourself. Does social media help you to do that? I want to ask you again, does social media help you to make disciples, to make much of God, and to love others as you love yourself? If it does, awesome. If any of those things are missing, you guys, fight for it. Fight for something else. Schedule out your time. Find the gifts that God has given you and use them for the Great Commission to make much of Him. Open your home to love your neighbors. Put down your cell phone to look in your children's eyes and play on the floor with them. It is so distracting and it's so accessible. I get it. And I am not coming from a place of having this all together. This is literally a daily fight for me, especially because it's my business. I have to learn to set timers for myself. I have to learn to do it while they're napping. I have to be really, really, really intentional 
with my time, not only with my children, but also with my husband. And it takes a daily discipline, a daily prayer for me to not check out because it's so easy to check out when things feel hard. I have Candy Crush on my phone. (laughs) It's not even social media, but it's like the best way to ease my anxiety for whatever reason. And I've had to learn that as soon as I start opening that app to just go and grab my Bible for a few minutes and spend that time with the Lord instead. So I just want to encourage you to do the same thing. One of my favorite pastors, Francis Chan, said, Do you know that nothing in this life will ever matter unless it's about loving God and loving the people He has made? So how are you doing that? How are you doing that today? And how can you continue doing that in the future? Another thing that we need to be aware of is that social media can bring out the worst in us by seeing the best in others. So comparison and envy is a deep-seated struggle. Temptation can come in many shapes and forms. And a lot of us might even think, I don't struggle so much with comparison. But do you ever find yourself scrolling through someone who is a fitness model or you just see a ton of fitness girls on your Explore page and you grab that extra roll of donut love on your stomach and you think, oh shoot, I should go to the gym or there's nothing wrong with taking care of your body. But when that is brought on by seeing someone else and comparing your body to that person's body, there's a root of envy and comparison in that. Or do you ever find yourself swiping up on clothes and thinking, oh, I wish I could afford that. Why is it so expensive? Why can't I look like that? Why doesn't my body fit into those clothes? Or you see a beautiful home and you think, why can't I buy that? Or worse, why can't my husband provide for me like her husband provides for her? It steals your joy. It steals your contentment and it seeps down, down, down. Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. We may not even know that we're doing it when we're doing it, you guys. So we have to guard our hearts. We have to teach our children that their foundation is in Christ. And we exemplify that by believing that and living that out ourselves and knowing who we are and fully embracing who we are, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and in every aspect of our lives. And that joy And that eternal hope and that internal contentment brings on more joy than any beautiful home, any six pack, any pretty dress could ever offer you. And when we believe that, we pass that down to our children. So then when they start seeing people who are Instagram famous or they're beautiful, they know to either shield their eyes because it's a struggle for them or to completely seek out Jesus and pray to Him and thank Him for who He has made them to be. Their foundation is so strong that they're not thrown to and fro by the waves, like it says in James. Social media also reveals root issues about our motives. So most of the time, we are showing people what they want to see. And I think that we all know this. We've all accepted this. We all embrace it, but often we have a really difficult time actually grasping that and actually believing that that little picture is the only clean space in their home at that time, or that that picture of the beautiful day was preceded by screaming and yelling and crying in toddler tantrums. We don't see the full picture, and I think we have to force ourselves to stop for a moment and imagine what life is really like for some people if we struggle. And ultimately, the best way to do this is to live life alongside people instead of solely building relationships on social media. 
This goes back to opening our homes. This goes back to pursuing people and asking them to go to coffee. Fellowship is crucial. You guys, we need one another so badly. I desperately need my friends. I have moments when I don't see people for two days and I'm like, I need my people. Come to my house and have coffee with me. We all need friendship. We were never intended to live life on an island, so to speak. So instead of assuming that you know what's going on in your friends' lives because you saw what they posted, reach out. Say, how are you? What's going on in your life? Can you meet up tonight for dinner? Or can you come over super late after the kids go to bed and just watch a movie with me? Pursue people. Open your doors. Open your heart to new relationships and friendships. And don't assume that you know what is happening with them just because you see what's on their feed. One of my friends got rid of her social media a couple of years ago, and it's really forced me, honestly, to call more and to text more and not just say, oh, that's what she's doing today. And it has strengthened our friendship in a different way because we're actively engaging with one another. We're doing the phone calls that people hate to have now. They prefer to text but hearing their voice or FaceTiming is such a sweet way to see what's really going on and to remind ourselves that those pretty pictures are not the full picture. So what is the solution to all of this? What's the solution to everything? First and foremost, spending your time with the Lord. Let us not wake up and open our eyes and grab our phones first thing. And if you do, if that's your normal habit, if you have five minutes to scroll through Instagram, open your Bible app or Pick up your Bible on your nightstand and spend a few minutes with Him. So often we limit ourselves and say, if I can't read a whole chapter, then I can't read today. That's such a lie, right? If we can read three verses, then let us read three verses that morning. He's waiting for you. And when our children see us prioritizing that time in the Word, they're going to be interested. I think as parents especially, we falsely believe that our children are going to do as we say but that's not the case. They really will do as we do. If your children are constantly grabbing at your phone or they want to see your phone or they want to play a game, they want to do this or they want to turn on the TV, a lot of the time that's because that's what they're seeing in their home. But if you're regularly going on walks and going on hikes and playing in the backyard, doing crafts and projects, that's what they will naturally be drawn to. A lot of it seems overwhelming, especially as a mom, but it's just about prioritizing that time, setting a schedule the week prior, having some crafts on hand, whether it's just a huge piece of poster board and a glue stick that can entertain kids for hours. It will redefine and reshape And it is not too late to start. No matter how old your children are and you think, oh my gosh, they've already seen me on my phone for four hours a day for most of their lives. Start over. Every day is a new day and His mercies are new every morning. Let Him refresh this. Let Him start you over. I think a lot of the time we consume social media like we consume food, right? We go in with good intentions, like a big piece of chocolate cake or something and think, I'm just going to have a little bit and then a little bit turns into a few more bites and then a few more bites turns into finishing the whole thing and we become undisciplined. We can't resist the appeal and then we become ashamed at the patterns and we go on a crash diet and try to correct the problem and get back to normal. But that isn't a successful approach to food most of the time and it's not a good approach for social media. Colossians 2.23 warns us about approaches that have quote unquote the appearance of wisdom in addressing an issue but that are actually of no value in stopping the indulgences of the flesh. 
So when you find that you're troubled by the amount of time you're spending on social media or the comparison aspect and feeling as if you're not enough and that your children are constantly seeing you trying to lose weight so that you look prettier in your pictures or working really, really hard so that you can do a great side by side. Like if you're dictated by what social media tells you to do, if you're constantly trying to make things prettier and life prettier for the sake of Instagram, there's a root issue there. And so we have to get down to the root. And that begins with repentance and asking God for forgiveness and asking God for grace and asking Him to help shape us. And the one thing I recommend with this, you guys, is accountability. And I apologize that this is scattered, but I have so many thoughts on this that I just want to get them all out and let you hear everything that I have personally worked through and everything that I have really had to implement in my own life to create discipline and structure because there have been so many moments where it got out of hand and Jesse and I are sitting next to each other scrolling and I'm like, oh my gosh, an hour has passed and we have not said a word to one another. This is not okay. And it's not okay for your marriage. It's not okay for your spiritual life. And it's not okay as a parent. It truly isn't. If you have set aside time, awesome. But if you know that you're struggling, find accountability. Just ask a friend, hey, would you mind occasionally just checking in on me to see if I've been focused with my family? And have scripture verses posted around your house to help you to stay present and focused on the Lord and the Great Commission to make disciples and to share the gospel. There are great apps out there for timing yourself on the internet. Just look through them. And for children, one of my favorites that I've seen is the Parental Control app. There's over 13,000 reviews. This is not an ad. This is personal opinion. But there's an app blocker on it, daily time limits, web filters. You can block porn, do clean YouTube. You can lock down their phone at a certain time. It's just a really cool app. And again, that's the parental control app. But set them for yourself. Again, guys, we are exemplifying this for our children. And having friends and family to share this with is huge. And then the last point I want to share is modesty and vanity and self-elevation. We cannot get around the fact that social media is about us, right? Facebook is about us. They have whole profiles for us. And it is incredibly self-elevating. I have really had to work through the struggle and the process of knowing when too much is too much with posting of myself. And the hard part is people want to see pretty pictures. So if I want them to read my captions about Jesus, they want to see a cute picture, right? A professional photo. But that is not reality. It's not always real life. And sometimes it can become so vain. And so I just want to encourage that if you struggle with always posting pictures of yourself or you're always at over editing or you're always feeling like you need to get dressed up and done up so that you can do an Instagram story, fight that. Fight that desire because that is not who God made you to be. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. If we are so focused on our outward appearance, again, not coming from a place of having achieved this, you guys, it's a struggle for me. But this verse has really impacted my life because in the moments that I want to fix something about my face (laughs) or buy new makeup, I'm always going back and asking myself, Lord, how can I fix my heart? This pours into everything about social media. If we are finding ourselves envious and comparing, Lord, please fix my heart. You either need to get off for a while or you need to unfollow those people who cause you to struggle. That's okay too. But you have to realize that that unfollowing is not going to fix the problem. It's a root 
issue of contentment with yourself and who God made you to be, you have to work through that inside before it begins to exude outside. So friends, I just want to lovingly encourage you. There are so many problems with social media, right? But there are so many blessings within it as well. And this community is such a beautiful thing. And so let us focus on the beautiful, but guard our hearts and our eyes against the things that are tainted and toxic to our souls. God loves you. He wants to satisfy that every longing and give you that validation that social media gives you in those moments of struggle and pain. So give him the chance to do so. Open your heart to him. Take some time away. Shut your phone off and be intentional with him, with your spouse, with your school with your job, with your children, and place them above social media. Intend to do that, choose to do that, and speak it out to people so that you can be held accountable. My heart is like racing because I'm really passionate about this. So I hope this was either encouraging to you or just even eye-opening to you and that it will cause you to seek the Lord and talk to Him today and have this blessing of joy that comes from His hope, His satisfaction, His word, and that He can make all things new. And that includes your relationship with social media. So I love you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a quick screenshot and share it on stories. It means so much to us and it's just a blessing with all the work that we pour into this. If you haven't already, it takes 30 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes. You literally just scroll down from our podcast and rate and review us. And that helps us to get better interviewees, to have greater content and to keep providing the podcast for you. Love you so, so, so much. Please share some feedback with us. Let us know what you thought about this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to share the love. The simple act of taking a screenshot of this episode and tagging the Living Easy Podcast makes such a huge difference in my little podcasting world. If you are blessed, challenged, or impacted by this conversation, someone else you know might be too. So please feel free to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. If you haven't already, please take 30 seconds to scroll down from this episode or the podcast homepage on iTunes to give a quick rating and review. This makes a huge difference and helps in getting great guests for future interviews. Don't forget to follow along with me on Instagram for encouragement, devotionals, and practical advice on all the life and faith stuff. Love you guys.